From across the comic book community multiverse, the Comic-Con podcast begins now with your hosts, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. If you give them the title of influencer, then that's that's giving them more power, right? That's how it is. Like, I'm a nobody. Listen, I'm a nobody. Zach, a.k.a. The Manimal. We talked about it for a full, I believe, seven to eight minutes on an hour-long normal podcast for a show. And you would have thought we set their house on fire with the backlash. So, What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast, Season 3, Episode 14, recording this on April 6th. We are dropping some big news today, tons of reviews. There has been trailers dropping all week long. You'd think it's San Diego Comic-Con, but it's not. Every day there's been a new trailer for Marvel, DC, whatever it is. But we're here, and uh, we're ready to go. Your boys, of course, hostess with the mostest, Justin, Nemesis Prime, Zach, Melton, Manuel. What's going on, buddy? How are what you? up? Good, man. Weather's nice there. Weather's nice here today. Yeah, it's. I can actually just walk around with just a t-shirt on. It's going to be a fun-filled week, and as they say, it's Easter weekend. It's Passover. Yeah, it's also man. Star Wars celebration weekend. I'm yeah, really missing dude. that. You know what? And I that's I was just thinking about that actually because we talked today, and and you got plans this weekend. But I was going to ask you if we were going to do anything like go live this weekend at all with some Star Wars news because it should be dropping what tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday, right? Yeah, you could uh, contact PJ from the Sithcast podcast, then you guys can do something. But I, yeah, I would love to, but uh, I'm going yeah. on vacation. I will be down in the good old Key West, Florida. Oh, hell yeah. Anyone in Key West going to go? <laughs> you're gonna just, I know exactly. You're gonna ditch the go. wife and go look for comics? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> even know if there's any key... shops. Yeah, I don't even know if there's any comic shops in Key West, to be honest. So, But I probably wouldn't even do that because I... It's a small little place. You know, you've been there. It's a yeah. small little place. I don't really, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't really think there's any comic. I'm going to figure it out there. right now. It's just, it's I just Google it, but I don't even want to go down that road. Like, yeah, I just yeah. want to do nothing. I'm, I'm probably going to like delete Instagram and stuff because literally all I would be doing. And I remember that this time last year is like when Star Wars Celebration, I was literally on YouTube the entire day watching everything live. And that's pretty much what I probably would be doing if, if I'm down there. So YouTube, Instagram, Facebook may all be deleted just for the weekend. And then when maybe, I come back, I'll hear all about it. You may be lucky. next week. We'll talk about it. It looks like there's three. When I when I typed in comic book stores in Key West, three places came up, but they're, they're all bookstores. bookstores yeah. So they may not have like much of a, a selection there. Um, but since we're kind of ta- since we're kind of talking about this real quick, just real briefly, I'm looking at the schedule for Star Wars. So um, Star Wars Celebration. So Friday they got the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase. That's 11 a.m. 12. 30 um da-da-da. let's see what else making of Andor season one and then saturday you got ahsoka at 11 to 12 that's the only thing that matters star only wars the high republic live on that's the galaxy true. stage they're going to talk a little bit about the books the comics the audio and beyond including all new announcements and reveals from star wars the high republic phase two and a sneak peek of what is to come in phase three and then you got that same evening, Saturday, you got Clone Wars 15th anniversary, 15 year anniversary panel with all the big names, Filoni and, and others talking about how Star Wars came to be Clone Wars. And then Sunday, Villains of the Sequel Trilogy. So talking about uh, Palpatine sitting down with Ian McDermott, Andy Serkis, Gwendolyn Christie, talking about all their roles in the final chapters of the Skywalker saga. And then a look back at Obi-Wan Kenobi. With cast members Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, Indira Varma, and Vivian Blair. And then what else do we got? Lucasfilm. So 
Lucasfilm publishing stories from a galaxy far, far away. So then they have, they're going to be talking about adult age nonfiction books. Let's see, novels to nonfiction. I would think All the only things that are big things are like Jedi Survivor, because that's going to be coming out soon. So we definitely talk about that. Ahsoka, with it, without a doubt. Um, Got to give us some news on Acolytes. I know we completely weren't even talking about actually, thinking of talking about this, but yeah. This is this actually looks, sounds good. This, uh, this other one on the, the stories, they're going to be given announcements as well. Reveals for new and upcoming titles from the time of the High Republic to the time of the First Order. But that's all going to be like audiobooks and, and novels. Mm. Then Monday, you got The Bad Batch, which we'll be talking about today. Updates on The Bad Batch. And then you also on Monday have Marvel Comics Presents Star Wars. So oh. all new announcements and reveals about the Star Wars line, Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Yes. And that's it. That should be dropping soon. Nothing about Acolytes, nothing about, uh, Hmm. yeah, the Acolyte or whatever. What Star Wars Visions should be dropping sometime in the spring anyway on Disney Plus? Oh, actually, it says, uh, no, doesn't have a date. Sorry. I mean, we haven't gotten a trailer, so I would, I mean, we'll probably get a trailer and then it'll drop, but it is whatever. But um, speaking of Star Wars Celebration, should we tell the folks out there the big announcement? What's the big announcement? Uh, the boys over here at the Comic-Con podcast have an exclusive variant coming out soon. Which one? The, not, the, not the. Now I'm kind of confused. So we're not talking about the no, one. No, we're, we're not talking about that one. We're, we're talking, talking about, about the other one. The, the real other one. one that I've okay. already paid half of it for. Let's, well, yeah, we're in, we're in the... Uh... We're in the community news. Let's do it. Let's set the so uh, I kind of want to keep it still under wraps, though. Like, okay. I really don't want to tell too much, but I want to let people know. Teaser that, trailer, yeah. Yeah. The teaser is uh, it's it's coming out. It probably will only be coming out. It's going to be available probably in literally like a month. Like, no joke, probably a month to a month and a half. Um, it is Star Wars related. It is Star Wars character related. It's going to be limited, like stupid limited um there will be regular covers there will be some virgins possibly metals possibly foils not really sure yet but uh yeah your boys are uh collaborating with somebody mm-hmm. and as we get some art we will show you what it's going to be and we will be dropping it uh most likely i'll be selling it on whatnot uh of course if people want to hit me up and get a copy you can obviously get one there and then we'll tell you who the other collab is, and you could always purchase it from them as well. I'm sure Zach will be selling it on his eBay page or an Instagram page, wherever possible. So that's yeah. uh, huge news that we got. Huge. It's going to be bigly the best thing you've seen in a long time. It's probably going to sell out everywhere, and it'll probably go nuclear. Yeah, basically. You'll see it on eBay for crazy prices. But Zach will have the cheapest. My, I my will. As well. On eBay? Yeah. 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 So let's kind of get right into it. Uh, Rocking and rolling. Uh, We were just talking about Star Wars Celebration, which we probably should definitely wait till next week to talk all the big stuff. But this week, uh, we just had Bad Batch Season 2 ended last week. We gave everybody a nice good old week to uh, catch up and watch the season finale of Season 2. So we're going to kind of get into Season 2 review. Um, It was 13 episodes, if I'm not mistaken. 12, 13 episodes. 15. 15, yeah. 15 episodes. Uh, released earlier in the year. Um, so really just getting down and dirty with season two, of course, the Bad Batch and Omega coming back crosshairs with the Empire. You know, this season, they a lot of people have done a lot of reviews on each of these episodes, the, you know, the viewer rating and then like IMDb rating, what people thought, the secrets, the reveals, the, 
things that are going on in the background. <clears throat> but for the most part, for me, season two, it was probably stable. Like I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't say it was amazing. I would say mm-hmm. the amazing episodes were definitely anything that involved crosshairs and like the clones, not like the bad batch in general, but like anything with like Rex when he's on the episodes was really good. Anything, like I said, with crosshairs was just badass. Like him yeah. on that snow planet, him in the beginning where, uh, you know, they, shoots the guy well that was that was that episode but like anything that deals with just crosshairs because he's such a torn character and i remember when i first saw him in that final season of uh clone wars he was definitely my favorite without a doubt and then as soon as you get to season one of bad batch and immediately you're like oh he's totally a bad guy like he's totally gonna be like the worst of them like he'll be the first one to switch so (laughs) right right uh and then just you know someone who i feel like this season really centered on was tech right they totally took tech and they gave him more upfront storylines like with him and like that race that pod racing episode like he was given more Mm -hmm. uh him with the i can't think of the the one girl's name the the black oh yeah or it's kind of like afro like she's like a treasure hunter like they they started to have like a little love interest so you kind of like start to feel for tech like he's actually more than just one of the clones that you would you know, you kind of like you like Rex or Cody or Jesse, you know, mm-hmm. any of those guys. So you definitely saw that. And man, I did not see I did not see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They did definitely. So like it seemed like and it wasn't just so um, you're right about tech. But what I also, also liked about the season was uh, Echo. So because like throughout the, the first season, right, we see. Omega obviously has a relationship with Hunter, right? Because he's the leader. And there's a relationship as well with Crosshair because he's like trying to find her, right? Whether it's a contentious relationship or whatever, they have a relationship. And then you even saw with Wrecker, there's a relationship of kind of like a big brother because Wrecker's kind of like a big dummy, right? So mm-hmm. it very much, they were friends together. They're laughing together. But throughout first season, season one, you didn't really get much interaction between like Omega and Echo and Tech. And you got it first with Echo as well where she started to kind of bond with them. And we see Echo kind of take off from the Bad Batch, right? And go help Rex and, mm-hmm. and the clones and kind of like really trying to help and prevent these clones from being taken advantage of by the Empire. So Echo kind of disappears and there was like a heartfelt, you know, parting of ways with Omega and Echo. And she was just, because they, this is her family. And that was kind of her theme throughout the whole season too. It was like, we're a family, you know, um, we all stay together. We never part from each other, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And then you see with with uh, Tech and her, it's kind of contentious as well at the beginning. Tech Tech's kind of cold, right? I mean, that's just how he is. He's analytical. He's logical. Um, mm-hmm. So he doesn't really, when they leave Echo, I think when Echo leaves and he's like, no, it's fine. It's like no big deal. And, you know, there's kind of like starts a, a an issue between her and Tech. And then as, this, as the episodes go on, they bond a little bit more. Tech teaches her how to fly. And like you said, you just get a lot more um a lot more depth to tech rather than just being the tech guy the smart guy the solver of problems so um yeah it was it was pretty rough man that last episode for sure yeah and a lot of people were kind of confused you know, i liked even in i guess it was that that episode the summit where all the leaders are and you see like the the animated version of yeah. uh, krennic of, of course krennic, in Rogue yeah, one yeah. you get some of the characters from the old like clone wars that were like uh what were they you know like uh generals or generals, yeah yeah on like the on the space 
playstations and stuff like that so that's cool of course you know uh harkins there and he's a harkins tarkin basically right um right. i did like obviously they kind of introduced them in like season one kind of brought them over if any if you ever played republic have you ever played republic commando on like xbox the old xbox they've kind of brought those like super troopers like the guys that like have like the they're like jacked up like stormtroopers okay. those armored guys like those yeah. are cool like because that reminds me of um the team that was in star wars republic commando and then you just get like little things like even that episode where you have the wookie jedi who if you've been watching these animated series for years originally was like a younger padawan in the clone wars times so yeah i i get everything it was definitely a great season i think it was definitely better than season one some of them some of the episodes are kind of slow but that's of course if you go back and you rewatch it you understand why some of the episodes are slower because of the fact that they're building around certain someone right like season one yeah. definitely was like all hunter and omega mm -hmm. and now they're kind of changing it it was kind of drifting more into tech and, and crosshairs since he's kind of gone away you know maybe next season you'll see a little bit more stories involving uh, record because they they have to give everybody their own time so i get why like um echo left because again you have too many clones like you're not yeah you have a 22 minute episode you can't give everybody the right amount of time well, that they and even with echo even with echo leaving you know it moves his story forward it's it mm -hmm. gives him character development even though he's not there you know because even when he came back and it shows that hey man like echo's doing his own thing he's got a mission as well and now we're we're working together like it's funny. He's not on screen and he's, you're not seeing him, but he's developing as a character um, mm -hmm. because he's, he's got another mission. Yeah. I mean, all in all, all the episodes were pretty good. There was really, I can think of like a couple, the one episode, like I really was just not paying attention to. It was super boring. was the, uh, when they, when they first get to that, like um, the Pabu city, and uh there's like a tidal wave or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking <laughs> it was going to be some creature. Yeah. That, that was a stupid episode. Um, and then, but for the most part, you know, I, I liked, I liked the season. I liked um, the shout outs, you know, to like different aspects of the universe. Um, obviously seeing Commander Cody again was great. Mm -hmm. um, the Wookiee, Wookiee Jedi youngling was fun. Um, yeah, man, I, you know, I liked, I liked a lot, a lot of it. Even Palpatine, seeing Palpatine, that was awesome. Um, yeah. I, it no was a good still. season, man. It was a good season. Yeah, I know Vader, right? But you know what would be cool too, again, and I think... In Ord Mantell, more Ord Mantell kind of being like more... You know, because when I think, when you think Ord Mantell, what do you think of? Uh, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, exactly. Shadows of the Empire, right? So like, <laughs> every time they talked about Ord Mantell, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not kind of keeping my eyes out. Like, are we going to see anything? Yeah, yeah like you're looking for like the jet, the junk, <laughs> the yeah. junkyards of that. Exactly. So yeah, I get it. I think hopefully even in season three, even if it's not too much involved, they're, they're definitely going to bring in like would think like ahsoka at some point just for like just to be there and to leave doesn't have to be like a whole because it's still very early like the rebels characters you know maybe you'll see an episode with hera because she would be mm -hmm. somewhat starting up like phoenix squadron um i would love to see an inquisitor show up just somebody other than right you know but i get it it's not it's not a jedi show right it's not meant to be tons of jedi we had literally what season one had kanan right in the beginning and his mm -hmm. padawan or his jedi master and then we had the wookie jedi in this one so that was really yeah. it and it's fine like i'm good i like having these different 
storylines that doesn't involve the Jedi because sometimes that's really what makes Star Wars Star Wars. Right. The universe. Um, yeah. And we also saw more Saw Gerrera as well. Ah, yes. Which yeah. just continued to be a piece of shit. <laughs> just like <laughs> literally like the worst. Like he's not even, you can't even call him a good guy, but he's like the worst. He's the villain of like the rebels, bro. Like, I mean, he's just a piece of total piece of shit. Saw Gerrera. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of those like characters no that character. he's like he's transcended every season though. He's done yeah. like he was Clone Wars, yeah, this he's done in everything. Rebels, Rogue One, like the Jedi Fallen Order game. Fallen like Order. he's in everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He might be like the one character really that kind of like he's the Nick Fury of the Star Wars universe, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, I mean, like uh, we ahead. have no news on it. We have no news season three, but like mm-hmm. we said, this weekend we they are having a panel about Bad Batch. So if we get any release. Obviously, there was a bit of a cliffhanger at the end, so maybe this weekend we'll find out the future of Bad Batch. I can look at. Let me see what your opinion on this is. Like personally, my opinion is like one more season. As much as I like it, I kind of like okay. You kind of can only go one more season with this. Yeah, it depends on how fast. I guess knowing where like Crosshairs is, where Omega is, and obviously we didn't even talk about the big the big reveal at the end and how how it ended was that girl Doctor is Mm -hmm. Omega. Like, or yeah, it's like, like another clone, version, just yeah. an aged up clone. So, um, that's wild. Like, I didn't see that coming at all, even though you could kind of hear her voice. And I'm just like, I did not think that was happening. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But yeah. So, let's kind of get right into, um, out of our TV review stuff. Let's kind of start talking some trailers. So, we got a lot of stuff this past week that dropped Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Trailers dropping every day. I kind of feel like it was like one upping everybody. <laughs> right. Um, Let's kind of start off with uh, Sundays. We had a first trailer of Secret Invasion. So Marvel Comics, of course, bringing you the Secret Invasion original series coming out on June 21st. Start streaming on that good old Disney Plus service. So uh, I feel like we got a little bit of a teaser last year at San Diego Comic-Con, but this is definitely like a full-blown trailer. Definitely you get a lot of Nick Fury, right? Like Mm -hmm. We haven't seen Nick Fury in full Nick Fury form since what, like, Captain Marvel, or, Captain Marvel, yeah, but but I'm even in like general like timeline, right? You know, we He's saw him in um, Far From Home and Far From right. Home, yeah. Well, then, he had the clone. He wasn't. I guess he was in the post credit scene though, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. you know, like as far as him kind of being there, and then yeah, we don't really don't get to see him at all in in really anything else. So the fact yeah. that like we're yet, you know, you got Nick Fury coming back. Of course, you got Maria Hill. So Colby Saunders, uh, Ben. Oh, what's his name? Metal Mendelson. Mendelson. Yeah. Mendelson coming Talos. back as Talos, which is great because again, character from Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. You see, and then you have someone who we recently just saw was uh Martin Freeman's character, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. Everett um, Ross. Yeah. Everett Ross. And then the big reveal, and I'm still crazy, and it's it's it didn't happen. I was really hoping Amelia Clark was gonna be playing Abigail Brand, mm-hmm. but she's not. She is revealed to be uh, Kiru. What's her name? Gia. 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 Gia, Gia, The daughter of Talos Mm -hmm. from the Captain Marvel movie. Which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's keeping, excuse me, it's keeping in line with, you know, what Marvel's done. At least it's not a brand new character, but yeah, I mean, this trailer looked badass. Like spies, espionage, hopefully going to be better than like, captain american and winter soldier like falcon winter soldier because just from like the trailer itself i think this is the first trailer that is going to be almost like movie like for um 
Disney Plus, right? Or Disney Plus. Yeah. Like the trailer just looked more like a looked more like a movie than a TV show yeah. right? compared to everything else that we've seen. It definitely had a lot of like um it was more serious and, and somber tone and it felt like you really felt like, you know, Fury's gonna be on the run most of this mm-hmm. time. And uh it, it definitely felt like the espionage, like you said, and the conspiracy and stuff going on, um, I think is really cool. Um, the scrolls are they're interesting, man. I mean, the, the shit that they can get you get into and like trick you on. It's there's a lot with that. Um, I just, you know, it's the same shit, the same problem we have with Marvel comics, you know, <laughs> that we seem to have with like Marvel Disney Plus shows is will there be any like value to it? Will it mean anything? Like, will actually what happened in here in this in this series, especially with that's the tricky thing too. Like, this is a, this is like a Secret Invasion was a big storyline in yeah. the comics right this isn't like mm-hmm. wandavision right where you're just doing a show on scarlet witch and uh vision this is like an actual event story a massive event in marvel that they actually was like worked up to for a long time so them just doing six episodes of the show and then not having any like, staying power would be a, a massive disservice to to like the the like the strength of this and the importance of the secret invasion storyline in marvel comics so I hope, man, I hope it really pays off. Um, I'm hoping we still don't know everything. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's fun to know who all is going to be in the show, but I'm, I'm hoping for a surprise here too. Um, we got a little bit more of like the leader of the bad guys of the scrolls who unfortunately I feel like Marvel kind of messed up here. Like we have a couple villain scrolls that you could have used. I mean, they, they created a new character, Gravik, um, when you could have used, you know, not not to say that I think super scroll would have been the one to use here but you could have mm-hmm. used like pibok you could have used um a lot of other scrolls that actually have named like the the spec from um what's her name veronki mm-hmm. um there was a lot of talk and maybe we'll still see that you know maybe we'll still see but i think i think they're going to be missing something if i really hope out of this is like the scrolls right like so i guess the one thing i'm hoping for the most is setting up some big time scroll characters like Super Scroll, Veronki, Pybok, some of those. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. We'll see though. Maybe the, yeah, the I, I, I agree with you on you know the importance of the, what the comic event did, right? For Marvel, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the same. It's the same vein as like what Civil War did. Like Civil War was right. a huge event in Marvel Comics universe, and, and it then, changed like the status quo. Yes, and yeah. then for them to name like the Captain America movie after that, you're like, man, it's it's got to pan out like this has got to right. be big right and it went big and it was amazing you know you, you left it up to the russo brothers they kicked ass for this i feel like it's the same thing like secret invasion is is probably one of the best storylines it involved i don't even know but every team right i there, right. there's like that first issue there's like a page panel that has like almost a shit ton of you know earth-based heroes street level all the way up to the x-men to the Avengers, everybody. So yeah, I think Secret Invasion definitely needs to come full force. It needs to really set the tone now for the next uh, Marvel Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to be, you know, hearing what everybody keeps saying. Oh, the superhero fatigue. Kevin Feige doesn't know what he's doing anymore because he's got characters that are too new and they're, they're doing yeah. too much. And One thing that kind of worries me is, like I said, along the same ideas, if it will have like the importance that it should have is because we already know that Feige has already stated that Secret Invasion is going to lead into Armor Wars. So mm-hmm. it almost feels like that's a cool thing in a way, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so it's just like kind of part one of that. that it does, I feel like in a way that doesn't give, 
it doesn't give it its its own story and its own importance that it's going to lead into mm-hmm. um, Armor Wars. And maybe I'm wrong. You know, obviously we we know we're going to see Rhodey is going to be in this, Don Cheadle coming back. And so, and then Armor Wars will be set up as well. So mm-hmm. we'll see, man. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. So uh, out of uh, that, the next day on Monday, we got ourselves a trailer for the DC Studios, I guess the last film in the... Um, dc pre james gunn era right yeah, I think this is the yeah. last movie uh we got blue beetles so of course jaime reyes gets a mysterious scarab uh, it binds to him uh and it gets this cool blue looking armor uh, of course i posted it on of course the instagram page for comic-con podcast and i asked some people to give us some uh, information and what they thought so uh, of course mike the beast benson he's been on here he said he's stoked happy to see dc characters make his live action debut uh, Gabe love nineties comics. Love everything about this. The Buster Sword was dope. Um, and your buddy Harsh Life Spo- uh, Spotlight heard they were supposed to do some filming in El Paso. Kept an eye out, but didn't see anything. So I'm going to talk. Uh, why don't you kind of start off with the uh, the Blue Beetle? Because of course he's right up your alley in, in that kind of neck of the woods. What do you think of it and everything? Okay, so this is there's a two this is a two parter because I thought the trailer looked really really good. I was super excited about it. Yeah, the Buster Sword, of course, from for two Final Fantasy fans, that was like huge. <laughs> um, I liked the, I liked the um the like the tones of the trailer where of course it was a little comedic, but man, that scene where he was like getting taken over by the scarab at first, I mean that was almost like Evil Dead type shit. Like that was aggressive. Like mm-hmm. how it's like going into his mouth. Like it had like some moderate horror themes to it like it was painful and like intense um and of course i like uh zolo maraduena as as so much i think he's a perfect casting for jaime reyes but moving on and like the negatives here um it sucks that they took it away and obviously being down here in el paso it was a big deal man there's a lot of like um upset like the community in el paso was pretty upset about them i mean First of all, El Paso doesn't have a lot that gets like uh, like glory, right? We don't have mm-hmm. a lot of like things. When you think about El Paso, you're thinking, especially nowadays, you're thinking about the border crossers and the immigrants and, you know, stuff down here. And people kind of think El Paso is like this shithole, and it's not. It's not at all. And uh, the community and the, the culture down here is very rich. And so having a big character like Blue Beetle for a city like El Paso, it's a big deal, man. As stupid mm-hmm. as that sounds, it's a big deal. And for them to kind of switch it over to some fake ass Palmera city, which I've heard the the other side people being like, well, you know, DC typically doesn't have real cities, you know, Metropolis, yeah. Gotham, um, Coast City, or whatever, you know. So I, I get it. But then why did you make a real city, you know, for this character? That's so like, look, man, it's just big on the the, the Hispanic community. It's huge. Blue Beetle is a huge character, and especially. Now this is what pissed me off. I'm gonna ra- let me rant a little bit. Sorry. So, Go ahead, man. I, I I love to hear this. this so that's about. And this is what a lot of like. This is a conversation down here, and maybe it's not getting in the mainstream because people don't want to talk about shit like this. But the director of this movie has been extremely vocal the past couple of years about his politics. Okay, he's not a Trump's Trump fan. He's not a Republican fan. He's gone on record saying that uh, he's from Puerto Rico. And he's gone on record saying that he feels like Puerto Rico are treated like slave citizens of the U.S. He's also made assassination comments about President Trump. And for someone who really, I just, this is kind of like the era we live in where I find it so hypocritical and bullshit for someone like Angel Manuel Soto 
the director of this movie to like really be so big on culture. Oh, let's, you know, mm -hmm. the community. And this is, you know, we want to represent an inclusivity with our cast of like the Hispanic people. And then you do this movie and you have a chance to do that about a city where the Hispanic culture is predominantly 80% in El Paso, if not mm. more. And then you change it, man. Like I just, it's, it's weak to me. It's, it's, I think it's embarrassing. And I think it kind of like, I think this guy's kind of full of shit. So his, <laughs> his exact statements were the only thing I hope Trump has similar to Lincoln's presidency is the way it ended. And that he mm. made, he made comments on the status of Puerto Rico claiming that it is a slave colony to the United States. So I don't know. There's some anger down here in El Paso about um, the change of venue, so to speak, I guess, of this. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think this is a good move. Um, I think it's a great movie. I think it's a great character. Of course, we don't know what's going to happen with um, James Gunn's universe. Like, what, what will stay, what won't stay. But mm -hmm. um, obviously, we'll probably depend on success of the movie, right? So, Yeah, and that's the thing is with the movies, like, obviously, Shazam was a you know i saw shazam i liked it it didn't get the money that it probably deserves because everybody is for us comic fans are just like well it doesn't matter anymore like the Snyderverse is gone but these movies still need to go and be watched right like right. it's still it, it's a great character like you said i'm a, not a huge fan of, of jaime reyes but jaime reyes was kind of put on my radar with like young justice season oh two, yeah right huge right like yeah. he was the main focal point of that entire season like i I knew about him from infinite crisis and I read a little bit here and there, but I'm just like, ah, whatever. Cool. Blue beetle. Like I know the old Ted cord, like that's the one mm -hmm. I grew up with. Right. But, uh, I, I, this is where it needs to be. Like you still need to go and watch this movie. It's a kid's movie. Same thing. Like how Shazam was right. Like uh, I get the culture thing without a mm -hmm. doubt. Uh, you definitely need to go and enjoy the movie. I think graphically it looks awesome. Obviously where he came from, you know, from the, what's the, what's the TV show he was on. Um, Oh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah. yeah. So obviously he's he's got the more martial arts thing, so he could do some action stuff. But yeah, I'm definitely I'm all for it, you know. And I love the little Easter eggs at the end, like they had the cool Ted Cord costume and even the original Blue Beetle mm -hmm. um, towards the end of the trailer. Like like I said, and uh, what our friend said in 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 the post was yeah, the the Buster Sword. That's what Blue Beetle is all about. He can have all these different weapons. Yeah, the Scarab's all about protecting him. Like when he slices that bus in half. Like if you've seen the blue beetle comics or watched young justice season two, like that is that's Jaime Reyes, right? That's mm -hmm. blue beetle that we've, we've grown up to see. So the fact that they're making this live action and he doesn't look corny, right? Like no, the suit looks great. Like compare, compare him to like Ironheart. Oh yeah. Like, like night and day. Like, and I love Riri and I really wanted Ironheart to do well, but man, they really tanked on, riri's costume <laughs> until her show and then i'll say something different but like now like blue beetle looked so badass and it was it was believable that's the best part about it like i didn't think that it was so much cgi where you like oh that's cgi that's cgi no that's regular that's you know do you remember him in uh do you remember jaime reyes showing up in smallville do you remember very briefly it looked, yes it looked like it was like the last season of smallville and the suit was just like absurd but uh yeah yeah Way better. <laughs> of course. Are you looking at it? No, no, but oh. I do remember. I could picture yeah. it in my head. It's but... all bulky and like it looks. It lo honestly, and this is not a dig on cosplayers, but it looks like someone original cos. There's better Blue Beetle cosplayers now than this costume, which is insulting too. Oh yeah, now I'm looking yeah. it up. Oh god, yeah, definitely. Holy cow, yeah, that's uh, 
Yeah. But yeah, I guess that was, oh, geez. I definitely need to, uh, I'll have to check this out when I get a chance to uh, <laughs> watch like uh, something on YouTube for that. Go back and but, watch, uh, yeah, part of the episode. Oh, God. Yeah. I could just, I can't even, I don't even <laughs> want to know what that was like anymore. Like, there were so many characters they introduced on Smallville. Like, yeah. and you Booster just, Booster Gold showed up in that episode. That was about Booster Gold. Yeah. That's who yeah. he fights. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, there's so much. Obviously, the Hawks were in there. Mm -hmm. You have obviously like, uh, not Wally West, but Bart, yeah, Dr. Bart Dr. Allen Fade was in there. Well. Like everybody, Cyborg, yeah, Cyborg, Zatanna, who I love because Zatanna mm -hmm. was also the same chick who was in Humans, was Medusa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always love that, and she was in Tron. Yeah, man. So Boo Beetle looks good, dude. I, I'm excited to see it. August 18th, um, it comes out, and it it looks good. We'll see. So that's the next. Is that next DC movie? Yeah. When does when does Aquaman come out? Not till like December now. That's not something way okay. way back. Yeah, it's but literally like now it's that's in August. That's over this blue beetles over the summer. Mm -hmm. Of course, we have um Secret Invasion, obviously TV show, and we're gonna get into our next one. But yeah, I mean the next well, the next big one obviously is Guardians of the Galaxy that comes out in May. Tickets right. are on sale if you have it. If you didn't know, you can go and buy your tickets now. Of course, it comes out May the fifth. So go out and buy tickets if you want. But let's kind of talk about our next next one. They just keep dropping trailer after trailer mm -hmm. every day. I was really hoping, really hoping to talk about Transformers. I was really hoping for Beast Wars. We could talk about like four different trailers. But yeah, let's talk about Spider-Man Across the Universe. Coming out June 2nd, of course, the one, the only Miles Morales who can't hold his own title, but can't hold his own movie. Right. Um. So, of course, he's coming back reuniting with my girl Gwen Stacy spider Gwen and uh fighting tons of spider people across the multiverse so yeah uh yeah I this you know the only the one thing I didn't like about this trailer was that they used the same song from the first one like is that like now his theme song do, 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 do. yeah <laughs> I don't know um, yeah I'll be honest whenever I hear that song I do think of I do think of Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, of course, yeah. It's funny, like, one time my wife was playing that song, and I was just like, and I was, like, kind of, like, bobbing my head to it and kind of singing. She's like, how the hell do you know this? I was like, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, animation definitely looks a lot better, a lot smoother, a lot crisper. It still gives you that, you know, that almost, like, 3D look or, like, distorted when it's not the main focused characters, which is uh, something that I didn't really like in the first one, so I'm hoping it's not too, too bad in this one, but Mm -hmm. just from the trailer you could tell it is um we all thought that spot was going to be like the main villain in this but i definitely feel like it's it's teasing right i think it's yeah. teasing and someone posted this the other day and I, I can't take credit for this so i can't remember who posted it but spider man 2099 really looks like the bad guy like red eyes got yeah. the fangs like for sure in the, in the trailer for sure they try they make it out like he's the villain yeah so I definitely think even if it is kind of like that, I think it's more they're more going towards like the inhibitors, which is, of course, where the whole Edge of Spider-Verse things kicked off with all these characters. This is why the spiders were all brought together because of the to the spider totem. They, of course, hunt down spiders and try to kill them, eat them basically for their their power. Um, but there's so many characters that we get to see in this, right? Like we, even if it's for like only like a second or two, we finally get to see spider punk in action. Spider-Man India's in there. You get to see a little bit more of spider woman, which I feel like if they're still using Jessica drew, she is pregnant. Mm -hmm. Right. 
because yeah, you see her with the little baby bump yeah, yeah. and she even like points on it so um but then we got a ton of other spiders that are just wild in that in the trailer so um you do get to see the spider-man from the video game if you notice that yeah yeah i saw ben riley um you even saw i saw kane parker in there as well um mm-hmm. yeah there's a ton of them man there's a ton i mean just it's if, if you're a spider-man like if you're the spider-man guy and you're pausing this right and like you're looking at all these characters and like the <laughs> rafters and shit like that for sure mm-hmm. um i know there's Otto octavia yeah. superior spider-man but i, I, I didn't, didn't see I didn't that one that. i didn't catch that one but i'm pretty sure he's got to be in there right. and of course they the one thing that's really cool obviously when they reference like the mcu right mm-hmm. when he's yeah. like he says something about oh I don't, don't talk about that nerd from uh earth 999 and the doctor guy yeah and doctor strange yeah 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 it's just wild like how they are incorporating everything in there yeah um and then you get mayday parker right Mm -hmm. baby mayday and so so i think the thing to remember about this too is this is just part one so like i think i think you're right you know i i think we're gonna get we're getting hoodwinked here like i think you're gonna find spider-man 2099 is you know the air quotes villain of this movie because he's unhappy with whatever uh miles is doing or, or whatnot mm-hmm. whatever the plot is but i think you're gonna find out at the end he's either being manipulated controlled and mm-hmm. we're gonna have a big baddie that's gonna be part two um and i think you called it before because i think when i know on one of our group chats you said it again and it was familiar to me that it's gonna be uh that it most likely probably be like morlin you know like a character mm-hmm. like that that really fits with like the spider verse type situation so yeah I mean, that's how they, that's again, why this whole thing was created. The Spider-Verse teams, like everybody was brought together because Dan Slott created the whole thing and had all the inhibitors. And that was the whole, and the reason why like Spider, the original Edge of Spider-Verse and Spider-Verse series is so good because of the fact that you brought all these spider characters together, you introduced new characters and they're there, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm happy. I definitely think it's going to be an amazing movie. Um and and I know this is of course a touchy subject, but you know us, we don't ever shy away from topic. Nope. It's getting a lot of heat. Why is it getting a lot of heat? If you don't know, there is a part in the trailer where you see Gwen mm-hmm. in a room um, and up on the wall above like this door, it has a poster and it says protest trans kids. Protect. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Protect. <laughs> no. Protest. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah. that'd be really sorry. harsh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking of some I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of protesting. Uh protect trans kids now i don't know why right i don't know why that's in there you know children are children like they they, you know boys girls you you grow up you find out later on in life but like who's who's really the ones to blame in this are 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 like the directors like is the cinematographer who like threw that in there last minute like can't have anything anymore you just can't have anything anymore. and you know that that's it's so unfortunate too because like comic books i know people are going to turn us off at the moment but like whatever comic books used to be like the escape right like you go like hey man like i'm gonna read these books i'm not gonna hear about dude the world sucks right now whether you're pro this topic let's just say whether you're pro trans or anti-trans or whatever dude like you know, it's just like comic books are like, cool, man. I'm going to go into comics and I don't have to fucking deal with that. But now it's like, we can't have any medium anymore where someone's not pushing like an, ag- an agenda. You know mm. what I mean? And it's just, and I'm not saying that I disagree with it. I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm just saying I don't fucking care in my Spider-Man yeah. across the Spider-Verse movie, dude. Like, 
fuck you. You know what I mean? Like generally. And that would go both ways. Like if it was like, let's say Justin was correct in his verbiage and it was protest trans children. <laughs> I would, I would also, first off, I'd be like, that's pretty fucked up. Um, yeah. But I would also be like, I don't need that bullshit in this stuff. Like I just don't get it. I don't understand what the purpose is, man. Like you said, who are we catering to here? Who's the, who's the audience? Yeah. So, and I'm sure you're going like, to see a lot. I'm, you're, I'm sure you're going to see it a lot clearer in the yeah. movie, right? Then you get this literally split second trailer because, of course, everybody pauses every little second. Right. I would have never any little thing, that. Easter egg, whatever it is. But of course, literally, it drops and everybody starts blowing up about it. It's you know, is this Miles's room? Is this Gwen's room? Like, yeah. I just people. Are like, what is well, it? What is it? I about? know people are going to be upset with what we're saying too, and like. It brings awareness. It brings awareness. Okay. Do it in real life. You know what I mean? Like do it in fucking real life. It doesn't have to be everywhere. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Once again, we so, got two white guys here that are probably, I know it's, we always talk, have to talk about to topics. Have, if you don't know, I'm from Jersey. I'm white. Tax <laughs> white he's from tech, not from Texas, but he, you know, he lives in Texas. Uh, hey, man, at, least I'm a min, at least I'm a minority. Yeah. We get you a little bit. I'm, but it is what it like. We like, Again, for the people that are new listening to us, people that are old listening to us, you know, we don't shy away from these topics. We we speak it like it is, whether we agree, disagree, or do we don't even have our opinions. We just bring it to the yeah. you know, to the masses because you may it's, not know this. So. It's the news, man. It's going around like yeah. people are talking about. It. There's a there's an uproar about it. So. Exactly. So, again, June 2nd, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. They really don't tell. They don't really say that either, too, right? No, this time they didn't. In the, in the earlier trailers, they did. But, you know, I, I maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't feel like it was it was expressed in this trailer as much. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, a two parter. They talked about it. So, yeah, they really don't they, they don't show it at the end. So, um, you know, we'll have to find out what June 2nd and then all these post credit scenes that set you up for the next one, whatever <laughs> it's going to hopefully it'll come out next year. Right. Like I hopefully it's not like a two year. Right. Right. Especially, I hate it when they do like part one, part two and then you're still waiting the breath of you would wait for like a new movie. You know what I mean? Like let's just make it fucking part or number three, you know, don't make yeah. it part two. So, yeah. Um, so uh, let's move yeah. on to some comic book talk for uh, the rest of the show. So well, do you want to, I, I know this is a great segue into one of our articles, but we do have one more movie news or TV movie news. Uh, yeah, I guess we could. Yeah. We just found quick. this out. This is definitely very interesting. Cause of course it brings something to your neck of the woods. Yeah in the world that people so know. an article it's about a week old now uh, over on cbr the mcu's thunderbolts movie reportedly sets the stage for the x-men's debut so um fans awaiting the arrival of the x-men in the marvel cinematic universe may may have a lead as the upcoming thunderbolts film contains a key plot point that could set up the titular mutant group's debut titular. so titillating <laughs> according Tiddler to Tiddler. the hot mic podcast thunderbolts will feature a team led by contessa valentina that seeks to recover adamantium from the T from Tiamat Island. So if you're an X-Men fan, you obviously know adamantium is the metal alloy that is bonded to Wolverine's claws and skeletons. So we also know we're going to be getting the return of Hugh Jackman in Deadpool three, but this is big. I mean, it's big that you're actually saying, so what show was it? It was Captain America and Falcon or winter soldier and Falcon. We saw mm -hmm. Madripoor. That was kind of the big first one of this new like phase post end game where we're seeing mutants kind of like, oh, okay. So we see Madripoor Island, which is predominantly an X-Men mm -hmm. location, right? Then we got Ms. Marvel, where we know she, at the end, we got the big reveal that she is a superhero with a mutation. 
Now, whether she's a mutant or she just has some kind of mutation, time will tell what, how that develops. Then moving forward, we had Black Panther Wakanda Forever, where Namor outright says he's a mutant as well. So we're getting the mutants, we're coming in, and now you're throwing in adamantium. I mean, brah, that's like, that's what we're talking about here. So, I mean, I think that's pretty cool that you are doing a plot point for a movie that doesn't, it's like, it's not like, hey man, this is going to be mutant centric, but guess what? You know, you all know what this means. This, there's mm-hmm. mutants coming. So um, I got, it gets me pretty excited. Because that's the movie know. that ends this phase, right? That's that's what I right. I think it's the penultimate up. one. I think yeah. it's the second to last one. So um, I don't know what happens last. What comes after that? Kang? But yeah, Wars? it's the it's the penultimate for Phase Six. Phase Six, is that right? Yeah. Phase so five. yeah, and that doesn't come out till June twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. Phase Five. Phase Five. Penultimate mm-hmm. for Phase Five. Yeah. So I'm not sure what comes after that. Well, hopefully uh, we see something, even an introduction of any type of like minor character. Right? Why not? Right. Right. Yeah. So that's cool stuff. So uh, let's get on to some comic book talks since um, Zach has graced us with some X-Men news. So um, kind of uh, getting out of the Spider-Verse realm and uh, getting into some more DC Comics news. Uh, let's kind of talk about this article that we found over at CBR.com. So exclusive Batman White Knight writers hope for Zatanna and Catwoman spinoffs. I think this is very interesting because we've had multiple iterations right now of Sean Murphy's Dar- uh, Batman the White Knight universe, right? We've had the Curse of the White Knight. We've had Batman Harley Quinn. We've had the Beyond the White Knight. And then we've also had the White Knight Presents Red Hood. Uh, recently, CBR got to chat with two of the writers for the upcoming six-issue miniseries, White Knight Presents Generation Joker, and they talked about uh, Katina, oh, geez, Katana Collins and Clay McCormick talk about bringing characters like Zatanna and Catwoman into the White Knight universe. So not that it's going to happen, but it would be interesting, they said, to explore these two types of characters. Um, quoted, I always thought about Catwoman is noticeably absent from the White Knight universe, and I don't think that just because Sean has not has any disinterest in the character, he explained, I just think there's a lot going on, and she's a big piece of Batman's story to just feed into other stuff that's going on. So I've always been there. A lot of potential to find out what's been going on with Catwoman. Is she an older version of Selina Kyle that you know, or is she a completely new character who's been suited to Catwoman in this White Knight universe? And uh, Collins goes to say as same thing. Uh, she says, for me, that spinoff would be Zatanna. I would love to do a Dark Knight or White Knight. I'm sorry. White Knight Zatanna book because much like Catwoman, she's been very absent. Who is she? Where does she fit into this? Did she and Bruce have a relationship when they were younger, like in the cartoon? So, yeah, that's a character I was always wanted to write and work on. So, of course, if you don't know, the this launches in May. The Sean Murphy's White Knight Presents Generation Joker, the next six-issue miniseries, of course, collaborating with Sean Murphy. But... You know, characters who have not shown up yet in this universe are a lot of the villains, right? So you right. have not seen Catwoman. We had Mr. Freeze. We had that one shot. Mm-hmm. Of course, Joker, Harley. But we really haven't seen too much other outside of like the Bat Family universe and the extended Bat Family universe. So Catwoman is someone who I think that we could see in the next series, whatever Sean decides to do and create, take a little time off, maybe not. And then same thing, like we had the Red Hood you know, two issue miniseries. Why not throw in Zatanna for like a two issue miniseries or somebody else who's 
in the world of the Gotham Knights. So uh, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, my, my, you know, I read the original, was the first two arcs of Batman mm-hmm. the White Knight. I didn't read uh, Beyond the White Knight. Um, oh, you're missing out, man. I know, I know. And it was big so red. So good. Stuff, right, yeah. I like, so, the, I definitely think Beyond the White Knight is probably the best. It's tied with the original. I wasn't a big fan of Curse of the White Knight. That was the yeah. sequel, right? That was the sequel, yeah. yeah. Curse of the White Knight was with Azrael. Which yes, was yes, it yes. was different. It was definitely a different take on on Gene Paul Valley, mm-hmm. but still, it was it's up there. I just wouldn't put it as like I wouldn't put it in order like one, two, and three. I would definitely put the most recent one up there. Um, and even the Harley Quinn was was a very good storyline as well. So, yeah, I mean, if they if they go if they start building this universe out, I'm, I'll probably have to like go back and uh, and go back through it. I mean, it would be great if they build it out more. I mean, you get a this would make a great omnibus for like mm-hmm. all the titles yeah, at some point we'll get that <laughs> yeah for sure but no i mean it, it's cool stuff you know i you know the one they were talking about that also intrigues me is the world's finest white knight so you can find out like where the the justice league were or are during the white knight universe um be very interesting so i mean why not do they build it out if it's look dude if it's successful and it seems like anything batman is i mean that's dc's money maker like mm-hmm. any batman title sells so keep going you know, I keep going with it. Yeah. So hopefully uh, we'll get something maybe towards the end of the year or even at San Diego Comic-Con. Sean will come out and announce what the next project is, you know, even if it comes out sometime next year. But don't forget, if you're pre-ordering books, make sure you pre-order the Generations Jokers coming out in May. So speaking of comic books, always ending our shows with how we always do with what are we currently reading? We love reading comics here on this podcast. We do read books unlike some other channels who just kind of tell you about books, but we actually sit down and read books on a weekly basis between <laughs> Zach and myself. So if you're new to the channel, you have over, I don't know, 50 years of comic book knowledge wrapped into two brains. Yep. Um, so let's kind of get started on what we're currently reading this week. Old, new, something, who knows? Um, big week of books. Uh, there is definitely a load of Marvel, DC, and indie stuff. So uh, why don't you go first, my man? Okay. Um, Let's start with, I'm going to go reverse here where I start with like my pick of the week and then I come back to the hot garbage because there seems to be some hot garbage to talk about here. Um, I really liked Ghost Rider 13. Um, Ghost Rider 12, we saw the introduction, kind of Danny Ketch being brought back into the mix of the current Ghost Rider. And this one, we get a little bit more information on what's going on with him, why he's the way he is. I'm really just in, like loving this Ghost Rider run by Benjamin Percy. I think it's amazing. Um really really good stuff so i really like that and then also wolverine this wolverine issue this week was really good if you're not reading you know so x-force and wolverine are kind of like two titles that very much are together and they're very along the lines of like beast has pretty much broken bad and uh, he mind he killed wolverine kind of mind wiped him and basically was just using him as a weapon and so wolverine's back and he has killed a clone of beast and now beast is on his own and um, things in the X-Men universe are really moving towards this realm where Beast is not a good dude by any means. And they've been pitting like Benjamin Percy again, the writer, has really been his whole arc over the years has been pitting these two against each other, kind of showing them that there are different sides of the coin in a way. And it's all leading up. That's going to probably be a big battle between Beast and Wolverine, which I, th- I think is going to be awesome. So um, those are my picks of the week. And then... My garbage, man. Oh, God. There's some garbage. Um, <laughs> where to start? 
First off, let's start with I was, I'm a big Planet of the Apes fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so Marvel got the Planet of the Apes rights. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up Planet of the Apes, number one. And I was pretty excited about it. And it was garbage, dude. It was just, I didn't, I don't even know where they're going with it. Like, I don't know what's happening. Um, not that it's like confusing or anything. It just, it just was dumb, dude. I don't know. I was really disappointed in that. And I probably won't pick up another issue of that. Um, the other hot garbage that I got, the worst one, the worst case, we'll talk about this because I know you can speak on this is this kind of touches on somewhat what we talked about earlier. Same thing. Like Justin said, we're not going to shy away from the hard topics. Uh, Boom studios came out with uh, the title. And this is a couple weeks old at this point, the neighbors. And it is mm. horrendous in like multiple levels. Horrendous. Like it's just not good. And I was excited about it because we know boom does like these these horror titles and it had like a horror theme to it. It seemed like it was going to be real cool. It was even, I even pre-ordered it. I talked about it months ago and what are we currently pre-ordering? Because I was excited for it. And yeah, it was definitely not what I thought it was going to be. It was not the story. So, I mean, even the story was like, I don't know what you're doing here. It didn't really make sense. (laughs) And then it was like, I mean, social justice warrior, like checkbox comic. Like I just, I don't get it. It was almost like they made this comic just to show how inclusive they are, which look, dude, like I, I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. Justin and I are not promoting like negative, like non-inclusivity at all or non-representation at all. That's not the point here. The point is when you promote it to promote it and you take back from your stories and it, it it's at a cost of like the writing and whatnot. And so literally this book is about a family and there's the wife. And then in one like, in one line, you find out the wife is married to uh, a trans woman. So I always get confused. Trans man, a trans man. She was biologically a woman. Mm-hmm. She's a man now, and her trans man husband says like, "Oh," makes a comment like, "Well, what about your previous wife?" So the original wife was also a lesbian who was married to a woman before it's very confusing it's very it very confusing reading it and you divorce like this like these topics aren't confusing enough as it is right mm-hmm. and then it's like wait what the fuck is going on here and then they have two kids one is um a white child and then one is i don't mixed race mm-hmm. as well and like it's just it was like what the fuck is going on here and i just i don't know man i pushing cl- inclusivity and representation is one thing you know what i mean but like Here's the facts. The percentage of the LGBTQIA plus community is not as high as that, like in that comic big, or is as like Marvel or DCs. We talked about this, how Marvel keeps pushing these characters. Like this is not a fair representation that percentage wise of like these people with like, you know, cisgender is, is very skewed in the comics. Okay. They seem like very more predominant than they are in the real world. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just it was it was fucking horrible. Hmm. Yeah, you read it. What'd you think? Oh no, I you said it all, man. I I really thought it was gonna be cool. It sounded like a good title. I'm gonna kind of, I'm probably gonna just at least read like the next issue or two just to see if it goes anywhere. But yeah, man, it was just not what I expected when we were talking about pre-ordering books months ago. Yeah, it's not. And I feel like it sucks that I have to like keep saying this. Like, man, no problem with the trans community by by any means, man. Do what you want to do. It's, you're an adult. Do what you want to do. Um, but it's like 
it wasn't, I, I didn't pick up, I don't, I don't pick up comics to read about the trans community. Unfortunately, you know, I guess maybe I should be like, maybe you should, but no, dude, I'm picking up because I want to read a horror story. That's what it was pitched as a horror story. And it was like light horror, heavy on inclusivity. And it's like, well, this isn't what I want. So I will not be buying this again. Mm-hmm. But there you go. That's my hot garbage. There was a lot this week. Dude. Oh, I don't know what you're going to pick. Are you going to talk about Hidden Empire? Nope. Let's talk not about indie titles. Let's talk about Hidden Empire real quick before go you, you go in. Yeah, yeah. What was your thoughts on it? Well, I'm glad it ended without Kira dying. Yeah. That was one thing that I was happy because that kind of leaves her alive in the galaxy. Far, I far liked away. Yeah, the last panel was cool. How she's like still out there as the Empire falls. That was kind of cool. I did not think that the two robed characters were going to be Luke and Leia. Yes, that was pretty cool. I thought they were going to be Sith or at least bad Jedi or somebody, but I really didn't see that coming at all. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, like Luke and Leia at a time where Leia is training to become a Jedi in a way. Right. And they had um, found like the the archivists like information. Yeah, like, that. That, that was exactly. interesting. I actually liked that aspect because they were like, I like the idea that Luke and Leia were like, holy shit, dude, this whole time we're doing the rebellion and everything. We had no idea this shit was going on. Yeah, exactly. And that it helped. Cool. And like, it kind of helped set up things like they, they talked. They were like, oh, well, if we didn't find this, then we wouldn't have known about the second Death Star. And, right, right, um, right. I think this final issue got, well, actually, no, I'd say the series was good because it showed Palpatine as a powerful character mm-hmm. who's somebody that we don't ever see, right? Typically, right. if we ever see Palpatine, it's usually just fighting Vader because it's like a like two brothers fighting each other, you know like what I mean? Like a puppet master, too, like calling the shots. You know, yes, exactly. So I think Hidden Empire definitely did a better job of, you know, making him like a character who you can see is how powerful he is, one, and then just bringing him to a different, you know, different level of, you know, development because yeah, we don't really see him. Like you said, he's more of a puppeteer. We don't really see him too much. And when we do, it's just kind of like giving orders and directions. It's never actually like fighting. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess this is the way you ended and that's fine. You know, I, I really, if she didn't die, if she died, I wanted to be a little bit more you know, dramatic. Right. Yeah. That'd have been more of a, like Han would know and stuff like that. Obviously, in in his mind, he he probably does think she's dead, or even at this point, what he's still in carbonite, right? Yeah, yeah. So he would doesn't know. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Kind of. I mean, I think the negative. Story? My biggest negative takeaway from this was it really felt like for the first time, it really felt like I I, I saw the combination of Marvel and Star Wars. And what I mean is, you had an event that pitched this idea of the, um, oh God, what's the, the, the Fermata cage, the Fermata cage. You're all like, Oh shit. Is there a Sith Lord in there? Are we going to see something cool? Holy mm, hell. You know, yep. there was all this buildup dude, like for hidden empire across the board, right? Like all oh, Kira has all these plans. She's doing, she's, she's brought in the Knights of Ren. She's brought in all these different people and she's making these moves and these plays. And then in typical Marvel crossover fashion, nothing happened. Right. Like nothing literally happens. Like Vader, Palpatine show up. The Fermata cage is empty. It's actually a trap. We've trapped them for all of like two minutes. And then the Knights of Ren come and let her out and like let them out, you know? So it was, it was very anticlimactic. There was this whole lead up. It felt like we, what we talk about with all the Marvel events and crossovers. And I was disappointed, man, because I love Charles soul. And I know it's tough, dude. It's tough with star Wars when you're doing these stories in the vacuum of like what the larger story is. You can't, 
can't kill Vader. <laughs> you can't kill Vader. You can't have him in Palpatine, like, you know, uh, stuck or like trapped yeah, exactly. for a while. And you probably can't even have a rogue Sith Lord. But at the same time, then like, why even pitch that idea? You know, mm. like it's, it's, it, it's a very, they trick you, man. Like, they're like, oh, we might have a Sith Lord. And who the fuck doesn't want to see like an ancient Sith Lord? That shit would be cool, man. Like someone before the rule of two trapped in a Fermata cage. Like, hell yeah, dude, sign me up. Fucking Revan comes out, you know, Malik shows up. Like, that would be amazing. Give us like a character that's going to be in the sequels, like post Return of the Jedi, right? Like, give me someone who's not shown up yet in comics or even has shown up in comics, but like a younger version, someone who could be a threat. Right. Like, obviously, couldn't be Thrawn. Just give me somebody. Just give yeah. me somebody that's worth the series to read. Like, you know, it was pitched as a three, mm-hmm. three story arc series, right? Return of the. War of the Bounty Hunters, um, Crimson Dawn or Crimson Empire, and then this one, and, and you're Empire, just like, yeah, yeah the, the 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 finale was, and you were right, dude. I mean, you've said it for a while now. Hidden Empire's definitely been the best of the three, but then it just like petered out, and it didn't really yeah. have anything. Like it didn't amount to anything, and then and even the end, like it's cool, Kira's alive, but now it's like cool. Okay, well, I guess. Kira's now sitting in a bar, dive bar, and just sits out the rest of the rebel pelic. Yeah. See you later. They killed the second Death you know? Star, and everyone's like, "Congrat!" You know, the Empire's yeah, fallen, and you're like, "Okay," I but know. I get it. It's it's kind of we've kind of seen this before, and yeah. I didn't I didn't expect. I just don't expect grand things to happen in these series, right? These five issues, and again, thank God it didn't really. Unlike the other two series, it didn't have tie-ins to the other series. Like they sure. were by yeah. themselves. Darth yeah, Vader like was by was- himself. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars Afra. Even though Afra shows up in this, and Afra does have a connection, she's probably the series. most connected. Yeah, yeah, she definitely is the most connected. So, but so anyway, tell us it. about your your picks. You got some goodies. Yeah, so uh, I, dude, I'm telling you, I got crazy picks. So the okay. first pick, and I probably would have never picked this up, but I saw this badass cover from Ryan Kincaid. Uh, this is from Mad Cave Studios. So you know, a lot of stores do not mm-hmm. order anything from Mad Cave Studios. So it's called Hunt, Kill, Repeat. And of course, for people that don't know, I always love reading synopsis. And I'm pretty sure after I read the synopsis, Zach's going to try to go on and buy this online. So it's Kill Bill meets Clash of the Titans in this all new action pack series. When the Greek gods come to Earth to rule society, the rule society is forced to hide all forms of technology that could potentially be considered heresy. However, one god, Artemis, rejects those rules and has now found solace in love with a mortal when she's. When her brethren discover her treachery, she's called to the Olympus to answer her betrayal. There the gods rob her of her unborn child and strip away of her godly powers. Now, 10 years later, Artemis is on a quest of revenge to confront her father, Zeus, and discover the truth about what happened to her child. Dude, hmm. you good? and I played God of War Ragnarok, yeah. right? So you know the Greek gods. It's pretty badass. Like, this first yeah. issue was pretty awesome. So, like, exactly like I said, like, she's you find out that Artemis is living with a human. She got pregnant. Um, she's been hiding all this time. Basically, the the gods rule, you know, like Olympus, New York. It's called like Olympus, New York. Mm-hmm. They all go back to praying to the gods. No technology is allowed. Like this one guy, he owns like a little food cart. And then Artemis leaves. And then all of a sudden, like these, like the angels come and they're like, oh, we heard your, you know, your trafficking technology. And they like push over his cart and he's got like a cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. it's like cool it's but then like yeah some stuff happens like the kill bill thing she basically gets the crap kicked out of her and then wakes up 10 years later so 
Um, and then you Who's find the out that uh, it is Mark London. Mark London. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of someone else, but yeah, I, I mean, I like Mad Cave, man. I, I enjoyed Nottingham a lot. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't know about this. Believe me, like my normal LCS doesn't order pretty much anything from Mad Cave, but the other shop closer to my house, he pretty much orders a lot of like random indie stuff. Mm-hmm. And I saw the cover by Ryan Kincaid and I was just like, interesting. So I kind of picked it up. I read it or I looked through it. I was like, oh, gods, Greek gods. I'm like, this is cool. Uh, and then again, it sets up future issues because again, there's other gods and, you know, yeah. fallen gods. So I'm, ex- I'm expecting to see a lot of stuff that you and I have kind of known from the Greek God universe. So. Have you seen this? Uh, I'm looking right now. Did you see this? Um, the Salvador La Roca cover? I did. That was a pretty yeah, cool yeah. one. Too. Yeah, there were some pretty badass covers for this. But I mean, the only it's, one, it's I, six I, issue series, it looks like, which is good. Yeah, it's good. Exactly. I'm yeah, gonna have to check this thing. out. You're right. Yeah. Again, it's you know, you get it. That's it. Read it, and you're done with. But yeah, it, it was pretty badass. Uh, I definitely thought that was one of uh, the good picks of the week for especially an indie book. And then another book that I probably would have no notice of, but Thanks to um, our friend uh, Shade Page. What page is it? She goes to, of course, every week she goes to her shops. She always posts on her Instagram and TikTok. You know, like when she goes to the shop, she'll show you like all these books. And she picked up this book called Hairball. And of course, you all know I'm a huge cat fan. So this is from Dark Horse Comics. Another comic book that definitely was not on my radar. But uh, I'll read you the synopsis. So a brand new supernatural nightmare where uh, Junji Ito meets... Hayato Miyazaki. Nailed it. Nailed it. it. From creators of of Fear Case and uh, Apache Delivery Service, a young girl with a black hat begins to suspect the anonymous beast is beyond behind behind all her troubles, her parents fighting family plagues and supernatural horrors. As she tries, she, she tries her best to rid herself of this creature, she discovers that maybe the cat is not evil after all, and a greater terror may be behind these horrific events harming her life. So, again, another cool supernatural series. Um, I Again, I, I picked it up because of the cat thing, but, yo, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. So, like, there's a part where the whole story is the the girl, she's talking... But the way she talks is that she's kind of in therapy, like every couple issues or every couple pages, you, she's just like sitting in a room, but you don't know it's like a room. She's just sitting there and she's talking to somebody. Okay. And of course, the person is a therapist and she's like trying to explain to her, you know, like, well, well, what's been going on? And she tells them she tells her. And, you know, the one thing it's like she was sleeping at night and this cat bit me and the cat literally you see it. The cat bit her two fangs into her arm. And then all of a sudden, these two worms pop out of her arm. Yeah. like wild right and then like later on in the series the cat has a hairball hacks up this hairball on like the father's like work got the father gets pissed and then you find out later that these hairballs are kind of like a plague um that's just kind of like a little in, in thing but then the cat does like stupid cat things like pushes over things doesn't listen mm-hmm. to it so but there's reasons behind it right and then Towards the end of the issue, you find out that the when she's going to the therapist, the therapist she's like she's like oh I can't tell you and she's like why she's, and she's like says the cat's name um and she's like yeah because I can't talk to you anymore like she tells me not to talk to you and it's just like she was like, it's like oh, okay. son of Sam like yeah, the dog basi- <laughs> yeah basically like it's it's pretty creepy like I, I have no idea like it or almost like pet cemetery right yeah that's basically what it is like so. I I definitely was again another one. The cat's name is Bessie, uh, Betsy. 
definitely not on my radar but of course evil crazy cat like just trying to kill her family have no idea what's going on and uh I'm just, uh, it's something new. It's something new. It's something different. It's not superheroes. So hairball number one, uh, I'm guessing it's just going to be a mini series. I don't know specifically, but just from this, it's from Matt Kent too. So, um, it's from the flux house trademark. So like, obviously it's still dark horse, but you know, like sometimes all these big name studios, publishers have like these little side projects, kind of like how DC has their black label and vertigo and stuff. So interesting stuff. Those are my two picks of the week. That's all I got. Damn. Okay. Good. I'll check out one of the two of those. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> the yeah, Hunt Killer, not the one. cat one. The cat one. I'm probably I'm probably pass on that guy. Well, you know what it is. Once the cat one's done, maybe I'll uh, I'll send you the series and you can read it and then you can okay. post it online. Sounds good. <laughs> um. So that's it. Yeah. Everybody, season three, episode fourteen. Hopefully, you all had a great time with us this week. Um. For everybody who's celebrating Easter, happy Easter. Yes, celebrating happy Passover. Easter. Happy Passover. Today's Good Friday, uh, or tomorrow's Good Friday. Yeah, we launched on, on Good Friday, Friday. Of course, there's going to be tons of news dropping from Star Wars Celebration. We'll be talking about it next week. Unfortunately, we'd love to go live over the weekend, but that's not going to happen. Um, think that's it. Anything else? No. Yeah, just everyone. Um, happy Easter. Um, obviously, um, maybe not. Maybe not everyone supports or celebrates Easter, but uh, you know whatever enjoy the weekend with your families um it's a it's a good weekend and uh yeah man hope everyone stays safe out there and read your comics guys god damn what if something yes. happens to us and we're not here to explain hairball number one okay mm. so read your goddamn stuff comics so you can we actually... bring you different stuff it's not always just marvel and dc so yeah for gotta sure. find those weird comics so yeah definitely check out those those titles and again like we said earlier in the show we will be launching our own exclusive soon yes um as soon as we have more information we'll be letting you know who who we're collaborating with and what it mm-hmm. is so we're really excited um i'm super excited for it it was something that kind of like a little bit of a passion project for both of us we kind of wanted to do it i'll tell you right now it's not a do you poo it's definitely not <laughs> a whatnot a publishing so don't worry about that like I said, it is Star Wars related, so it's right up my alley. And um, yeah. I'm just happy to be putting out a, a varying cover that I yeah. will support fully. So Our first that's foray, it, everybody. So. Yeah, exactly. We're we're trying. Again, we're not going super big. We don't have the money to do Marvel DC stuff. You know, you keep saying that, but like that's not we have the money. We oh, can yeah, do that. Right. I can just sell I don't like, people think that we're poor here. We have the money, bro. Like we all right, do, so our 3,000 print run, that 3,000 print run, you ready to do this? We're I'll just not interested tomorrow. in doing a 3,000 print run. Exactly. You know what I don't want is 1,500 fucking comics in my house that I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> That's what I don't fucking want, dude. I'm oh. literally trying to get rid of all the comics I have already. I don't need 1,500 <laughs> to split with you. Your wife's going to gonna be like, what are you doing? Are you using yeah. this for the baby? <laughs> dude, I still, got, be on the wall I still got like 30 issues of Dreamwalker left. I still got to get rid of So yeah, I've been selling that, man. Yeah. So. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, see you all next week. Peace. Later.